Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 328 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So it's the last Tuesday of the month. It's the very end of August, and that means something around here these days because we have a series that we're calling House Rules for Fill in the Blank, and they have been landing on the last Tuesday of the month. So you know how much I like a regular cadence around something. Do you want to know something funny? I had no idea that was when we were doing them. No, I just thought it was totally random. I had no idea that we were doing them the last. I didn't know that. It's okay. You you learn something new every day, even in your own business. And your life is no more or less meaningful for that knowledge. Um, But it it is kind of nice that it's it's worked out that way. And then now we're running with it. So the house rules episodes have landed on the last Tuesday of the month. Is that now a house rule? Yeah, it is our house rule. It's the mom hour house rule until it isn't. Arbitrarily, they have to land there unless we decide that we want them to land somewhere else because we get to decide because we're the moms. We're the moms of this operation, right? Or we decide. Yeah, exactly. Or we decide we're done with this series, which is, you know, sometimes happens when you've had a podcast for six and a half years. You know, you start these little series and then you like they ebb and flow. But these have been really fun. And the, if you're new around here, or if this is your first House Rules episode, um, this is really a crowdsourced community generated experience. And we love that because you all uh, are the ones with a bunch of little kids right now. And our kids are getting older. And there's so much wisdom in our community and so many smart moms out there making life easier on themselves. And a house rule is basically a shortcut or a shorthand or maybe a hack or maybe a mantra but it's something that kind of solves a problem or makes an otherwise stressful thing a little less stressful. And the beauty is that house rules are very idiosyncratic to your family. They can be very arbitrary and they're often solving a problem that you have in your house. Maybe someone else has in their house, but not everybody. So this is a buffet. You take what works for you and you leave the rest. And Megan, your job and my job are just to highlight, you know, the brilliance of our community, which I love. Yeah, this feels like really light lifting for us because uh, you all are so smart. And so I just want to encourage if anyone out there has listened to a few of these and hasn't been involved in them yet, jump in with your thoughts and ideas because we love sharing them. Like there's, even if we both still had little kids and we were both still in that phase, there's still things we would not know that we, because you guys are just like really smart. You come up with yes. like really great ideas and they're not always going to be the same ideas we'd have. And some of these rules are not things I would ever have, um, you know, put into play in my own home, but that doesn't mean I can't appreciate how wise and clever and, um, just like how they solve a problem. Maybe that mom had. Exactly. It's the ingenuity and the resourcefulness. So so fun to celebrate. Um, and of course today the topic is mornings and specifically making mornings easier because they are sometimes not so easy. 
Um, and Megan, I, we don't even we can't even add personal color about mornings because your kids are not in school yet as as we record this. Um, and mine literally had their second morning of school today. So I in terms of the 2021 fall, like I don't know what our mornings yeah. look like yet. So I do I do have a memory. I wrote an essay or a, a column or something. Remember when I had a newspaper column when my kids I were mean, really little? I do. I, I actually I didn't know you then, but I know you didn't know, I know me then. That's this. right. Yeah, I didn't even have Clara yet. But I remember writing about my kids trying to get that was when I had four little boys, two of whom were school aged, trying to get them out the door in the morning. And I called Isaac. I'll never forget. Um, I said he was like a turtle on psychedelics. <laughs> and that's all that you need to think about when it like just I had a very clear memory of him standing at a wall. Uh-huh like with his face, like three inches from the wall, just staring at the wall while I'm running around like a maniac trying to get everyone out the door. So oh um, my gosh. I haven't been there for a while, but I, I do remember what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready to eat meals from our sponsor factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite Factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. All right, Megan, we're going to dive in. And as is very common with advice about making mornings better, it doesn't start the morning of, it starts the night before. This is not groundbreaking, should not be groundbreaking news to anyone. We've all heard this advice. Um, and actually like a third of the rules that were um, submitted and and this time they came in via Instagram um, were about prepping the night before to make a smoother morning tomorrow. So if that's all you take away from this, turns out there's a reason that is oft given advice because it is it's good. Uh, let me just quickly, um, I don't know, lean in on last week's episode about energy patterns mm-hmm. um, just to quickly say that, like, I feel like your miles may vary on how effective your prep the night before would be. You might actually want to prep the afternoon before Mm -hmm. because I'm just thinking about people who, like you've said, you're pretty useless after, I don't know, seven o'clock or something, Sarah. So you probably wouldn't want to put yourself in a position 
of doing a lot of decision making in the evening, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah, you that- might also find that you are like me and you have more energy in the evening. And this is like an amazing way for you to get in front of the morning when you have less. Right. And, and I would add to that, too. The whole doing things the night before relies on your ability to enforce that. I, in my house, I can see a slippery slope where I say that lunches need to be packed the night before, or I can say that the backpack and the folders need to be lined up the night before. But if I don't enforce that, and I'm a pretty good boundary enforcer with my kids, but if I don't, it's kind of on me when in the morning we're scrambling around. And that, I would say that's true of, of most house rules. Like you got to pick the ones you can stick to because otherwise it's very confusing for your kids to have all these house rules that nobody's actually following. And I think no time is that more true than in the morning. So if it doesn't feel like it's serving you to line everything up the night before, there's no need to do it. But if, but if you do it, do it, I guess there's, there's my nugget of wisdom. So, okay. So on that note, I want to choose my very favorite out of this list. And that is Ashley who sounds like a real hard butt on this, but I love it. <laughs> I love she it. says, I refuse all caps to sign any permission slips, reading logs or whatever else needs a parent signature in the morning. It may sound harsh, but my kids know to ask the night or day before mornings are too chaotic to be hunting around for a pen that may or may not work. Um, and also just disrupting your flow. That's my addition. Like just yep you've got a million other things. Maybe you've got a baby who's like, you're, you're trying to get dressed and the last thing you need to worry about is that. So I just want to share that I had a kind of my own version of that, <laughs> um, that I, I didn't actually intend to set as a house rule, but accidentally became one when my kids got older. And that was that if they wanted me to sign something in the morning, they had to bring it to me with a pen and a, in a book or folder. Oh, that's so smart. While I was still in bed. Like they had to do it before <laughs> I even got out of bed. So we're talking like more like older kids and middle schoolers and they had to turn my light on for me. So like they had to come in first thing and they had to present me with all of the supplies to make it happen. That would never work with a second grader, but it would work with a seventh grader. So Ashley, I'm so on board with what you're saying here. Like you just can't be responsible for that first thing in the morning. There's too much else going on. But I would also say that if they're like kids who are maybe getting up a little earlier than you anyway, because they have a really early bus or whatever, you can create like it can be required to come to you. Yes. With the with the implements. It reminds me yes. of like when you watch the West Wing or anything about a president and they have to come like, like they have to things. come to the president because he's sleeping yeah. in the middle of the night. But they bring like the the advisor and like the expert and the thing that he's got to sign and the phone and they just they bring it all to him. So you were like yes. the 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 reigning monarch and or like, yeah, like royalty shows. Like they come, they literally come to your bed in the middle yeah. of the night. You just like sit up with your nightcap on and, you know, <laughs> assume the position and get out your little writing desk, like your little lap desk and you, you get out your quill. And so that's kind of how I always saw myself minus the nightcap and the quill. Well, I also Ashley think that's so genius. And I also love anytime a mom can declare a personal policy So like her policy is, I'm sorry, children, I don't sign things in the morning. You're not punishing the children and you're setting a boundary that's really only about you. And if you stick to that, they will learn that they have to do it the day before or they have to bring the pen. Um, On a similar note, Sarah had a very simple rule that I feel like I could have I could have used this one. And it has to do with choosing things like choosing what you want for breakfast, what you want for lunch, choosing what shoes you want to wear. If you want a choice in whatever those items are. It has to be chosen the night before. If you don't choose the night before and it's the morning, it's fine. No big deal. But guess what? It's mom's choice. So children get to choose if they choose the day before. Mom gets to choose if it's in the morning. That is so simple to me. And what I love is it's not really punitive. There's no children who are going to be harmed in the in the enforcing of this rule. It's very, very simple. If it's important to you that you have this sandwich cut this way, put in this bento box, then let's do that the night before. Otherwise, it must not be that important to you and I will do it for you. I will choose in the morning. And it's also such a just, it's so obvious in terms of time management. We don't have time for those choices in the morning. So I love that. Well, and and I like, you said a a boundary and I think that it it really, it, it reminds me of something that will serve them very well in work and in other things in the future which is the old adage that your lack of planning is not my emergency. So how many emergencies do moms like fires do moms running around, run around putting out that aren't our fires. Like someone else created those fires because they didn't plan. 
Yes. Or it wasn't really that important to them. So we're making something that's not really important to them, super important to us by prioritizing it when really, if it's important to them to choose or to have you sign something or whatever else it is, right. then they can also be part of the solution. Yes. So I don't think it'll take too many times of holding that boundary for the kids to learn. Either they care or they don't. Yes. And that's their choice. They don't have to care. But exactly. um, if they do, you can't care more for them than they care for themselves. It's so. that beautiful division of responsibility. And I'm so on board for it. Um, so some of the, the prep ahead rules were even about the weekend. Um, and so I can see this being really helpful for big and busy and uh, potentially like two parent working outside the home families. So Cassie said that um, breakfast, lunches and outfits are actually chosen for the week on Sunday. And then she said the fewer decisions that are made in the morning, the better. So it's the same idea, but it doesn't have to be just the night before. If you feel like you're just like we could prep food for the whole week, um, you know, on a Sunday, you can you can uh, do your future self a favor uh, and teach kids to do that prep on the weekend and then just fewer choices in the morning. So I love that. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to rules that were more about getting dressed and getting hair done and teeth brushed. So we got a ton of good ones uh, all in this vein about getting physically ready in the morning. Um, And we talked about laying clothes out the night before. um, And a lot of people talked about getting uh, getting dressed or even getting your shoes on, getting all the way ready before breakfast or before like the next thing. So, Megan, why don't you take it away with a couple of your favorites? Yeah. So I I just want to point out when I'm reading these tips, the first thing that comes to mind is, wow, there is so much activity happening in a normal, you know, in your typical family getting ready for whatever they're doing that day, daycare, school, work, whatever. Like there are multiple trips to be made to bathrooms. There might be two floors involved, like Mm -hmm. upstairs, bedrooms, bathrooms, downstairs. There's lots of different clothing items that have to be dealt with. And then you've got kids with like different personalities and abilities to manage their own time. So I'm just, I just want to acknowledge like reading these tips is just really bringing it home. Like what a circus it truly is. It's a lot, right? So Laura says um, in her family, the kids have to come down to breakfast with socks on. I love that, but I'll tell you why in a second and (laughs) teeth brushed and they're sent right back up if it isn't done. So Sarah, how many times in your household have kids shown up you know, maybe, maybe dressed from like the waist up, you think everything looks great. Maybe even they're clothed. Right. And like they're eating and everything seems good. You can see the backpacks are packed. You think you've got time. And then you're like, okay, time to go. And then you look down at their feet and there's no socks on. And then magically no socks can be found. Right. Right. So like socks are like the linchpin to the whole deal. (laughs) If there's no socks, the whole operation pauses, it screeches to a halt. So I love that because the socks really without socks, there is no, there's really no progress. So I love that. Um, and, and honestly, Laura, had I enacted that when my kids were smaller, they probably would have left with mismatched socks much less yes. often, but we're not going to talk about that right now or bad breath, whatever they were doing. I don't know. Um, so then she says after breakfast, they can just head right out the door. Also, and this is a tip coming right from our own hearts. Mm-hmm. They wear their tomorrow clothes to bed the night before no PJs in our house. And that is something I didn't always do that with um, school-aged kids who were wearing like jeans and things to school. But in the summer, that was always like a big thing. Even if the kids were going to camp, they slept in the clothes they were going to wear the next day. And as she says, it eliminates so much foot dragging and so many opportunities for distraction and dispute in the mornings. Now, I will say sometimes I would have my kids go to bed in their underwear and shirt that they were going to wear the next day Mm -hmm. and then just put their jeans or khakis on in the morning. So depending how your kids actually dress for school, possibly putting them to bed in their school clothes wouldn't work. But I have no problem with clean kids in clean clothes, getting into a clean bed and rolling out clean the next day and just coming down. All they got to do is find their socks. Just find the socks, people. Just put on the socks. Oh my gosh. Love it. Um, Okay. I have to discuss this one, Carol. This is another, this was another one that is such a good boundary for mom. So for her nine-year-old, she says, I will do your hair if you come to me with the brushes and the elastics. So there we go with the implements before 8 a.m. Otherwise, you have to do it yourself. So again, you find, do you find the, um, the parameters or like the way that it works for you and you are happy to help? And if it's after 8 a.m. or you don't come with the implements, then you can do it yourself. So I loved that one. 
It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like come with your, your fountain pen. Yes. I, um, the lab my... desk and the fountain pen and the parchment. Yes. And turn <laughs> and my the bill light I need on. to sign. <laughs> Gradually. And light my candle. <laughs> light my oil lamp. <laughs> I will say that hair, we had a lot of house rules about hair and it's probably, we could probably start a thread in the Facebook group or something. Um, my girls or my long haired children who happen to be girls, I should say, um, cause one keeps her hair quite short. Um, it, they, they're low maintenance with hair. Like we just didn't do a lot of hairstyles and they don't care about me helping with hair. And what's funny is I love to do hair. I love yeah. ponytails and some French braids and some half up. And it's just never been a big part of our morning routine because they've either wanted to wear it down, um, keep it short. And so I will. Yeah. I mean, it's hair is not a thing for us. And it's weird because I have three children with hair. Well, I, I also have children with hair. And I would say that um, I really thought my daughter would want me to do a lot more with her hair. And she really has resisted me doing with her hair. So I almost kind of had an almost like the opposite of what Carol's suggesting. And like I had to be more proactive about not letting her do her own hair. Mm-hmm. So again, it's like your, your family is, is your family and maybe they're yes. going to be a little different. Like that's why all these rules are so adaptable yeah. to whatever is going on for you. Yeah, absolutely. And just a common theme from that whole, like the whole getting yourself physically ready. I would say the vast majority of house rules we got said something like, you can have breakfast after you are fully ready for the day. And I will say we did that in our house as well um, because eating is important. In fact, we did an entire episode about breakfast recently that we can link to. Um, but it is very hard to rush the getting ready and the finding of the socks after breakfast and and vice versa. You can always like take a half a bagel in the car or on the bus or something. So I think that's a, that's a general a, a consensus among our community. So well, let's talk a little bit about morning screen time, because this was another uh, hot topic that we got a lot of house rules and tips about and a lot of different variations, but definitely limits or uh, delaying the screens until certain things were done. Um, so I don't know. Do you want to shout out a couple, Megan, or, or give some general commentary? Well, I think that um, kind of what I'm, I'm reading is a lot of like no screen time until. Like mm-hmm. no phones until you get dressed, do your bathroom stuff and eat. Um, that comes from, I believe, Bohana. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Or Leah says no screen time until after breakfast. That way she can drink her coffee in peace. I love that. I want to flip that around really quick to say in my household, I remember, and you know, because my kids are older, screen time looked different when they were little. It was more like putting the television on for cartoons or whatever. I actually found that to be better leading up to breakfast and then turning it off. So my rule was always no screen time after breakfast because Mm -hmm. after breakfast was when we had to get serious about getting out the door. Mm -hmm. And I would find that if, if I allowed them to drift toward the screen after breakfast, then it was just a complete like downhill, like it would just dissolve. The morning would just kind of fall apart. Um, But sometimes I would sort of use screen time as a gentle entry into the day, keeping in mind, none of my kids were super eager beavers to be up in the morning. And I liked to be able to have them sitting up, you know, Mm -hmm. awake with their eyes open, maybe holding a banky or like, I don't know, snuggling a teddy on the, on the sofa, but me to not have to be like on my a game right away. So I feel like you can flip it one way or the other. I I totally think I was going to ask you, cause you're, you're pretty relaxed about, uh, screen rules. And that's what you've shared on the podcast. How has this played out with teenagers with phones? Like, do you have any teenagers who are like walking around in the morning? Like you said, a turtle on psychedelics, only the, the iPhone version of that. Like, have you ever had to be like, dude, you're going to miss your bus if you don't like, or have you ever had video game morning video games be a problem? Or is it just sort of case by case? So no, interestingly, that has not been an issue in my house. And I think it's because, um, Well, I think it's partly because my kids are very efficient with their morning time. They're not early risers. They're early enough risers. They're just, Mm -hmm. they're like very functionally, they get up exactly as early as they need to and no earlier. So they know when they get up, there's no time to waste and there's no time to be lost. So I've never seen any of them try to play a game first thing in the morning before school. It's more like how much time can I give myself to walk out of my house with my hair as clean as it needs to be. And depending on the age of the kid, you know, (laughs) that may vary or whatever. Right. They, they kind of just budget their time very efficiently in the morning. It'd be more likely at night that I'd have to like shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but I could totally see it being a problem. It just in my house, the way that we are, it has not been. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, okay. Well, we just have, I have to talk about this next section in that this is a way to use technology to your advantage in the morning. So like so many people were saying no screens till after breakfast, or we don't do screens at all Monday through Friday in the morning. And then there were some very smart ways to use things like Alexa or Google um, or alarms or timers to move things along. And I'm laughing because I was this person. We have Sonos in our house and Sonos, you can have regular songs that come on or a playlist that comes on at a certain time of day. And I totally did this when my kids were like, I'm going to say one in preschool or and two in elementary school, or maybe even earlier than that. And it worked for a time. And this was Mel Mel, who had the idea to have Alexa play a certain song that means it's time for breakfast. And then another song means it's time to get shoes on. And I mean, you can set all this up and I love it. It's so awesome that we can use technology to do this. But I have a funny story that after a while, whatever song that came on that meant it was like it meant that you had like five minutes left and then we had to get in the car. It wasn't even like super urgent. And it just read my sweet one who has trouble with like transitions and doesn't like things to end. It ended up being like, basically a panic attack every morning. And I was like, okay, we're done with like the, the morning playlist, um, musical cues to move us along. But I think the technology is so smart and I, I am so glad people are using these smart speakers in this smart way. Well, can I date myself here really quickly? (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to talk about college really quick, which was several decades ago for me. Um, and Jenna was my roommate, my sister-in-law, Jenna. And uh, we had what at the time was high technology. We had a cassette alarm clock. Oh, nice. Wow. And I know. So you got to choose the song you were going to wake up to. <laughs> and we had it set to play pump up the jams, pump it up <laughs> while the streets are pumping. I don't know if you know this song. It was, I don't know, well, I probably do. from 1992 or three. Yeah. And so now when I hear that song, which I don't hear it that often, but it's got a varied like recognizable hook like da, 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 da. it's just really recognizable if I hear that like at the grocery store I have an immediate flashback to waking up earlier than I wanted to for college like for uh-huh. classes uh-huh. and like that panicky feeling of like uh I gotta uh-huh. get moving so it's both a great feeling and also it's like an association I will literally never shake it's been 25 yes. years so yes. oh yeah. my gosh that is so funny well I'm actually a big fan of this um and I, I bet there are lots of families using this. I mean, I was probably doing it five or six or seven years ago, and the technology's even gotten so much better. So I think it could be really fun to choose the playlists and choose the songs and use music and technology to move move your life along in the morning. So I love well, it. Well, there's like there's nothing you can't do now with that mm-hmm. technology. I mean, you could really you could automate your life to a degree that you could have it like the music you want to hear for every phase of your day. I think that's awesome. I wish I'd mm-hmm. had that. I wish I hadn't been pump up the jams. I probably would have chosen something very, very different. I'm just was the only next, cassette we had. Next <laughs> time that we're in a hotel room together, I'm going to set our phone, <laughs> al- phone alarm. <laughs> to come on and you that. watch me. I'll probably sit up like out of a dead sleep straight up. Like what? Did I miss biology again? I'm not ready for the final. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's so funny. Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. 
And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, we're back. And we did an entire episode um, a couple weeks ago about breakfast. And it was almost embarrassingly light on actual recipes and suggestions and more just I don't know, Megan, it was like you and me saying you don't have to do breakfast like you see it on the TV commercials and your kids will be just fine if, you know, they have a piece of toast every weekday morning. That was the extent yeah. of our breakfast yeah. advice. But we didn't have as- really like anything groundbreaking there. But, no. you know, <laughs> no, but um, it's more than just like the nutrition and what to serve. You also got to Like you got to get everybody out the door in the morning. Right. So I have a funny house rule from my own house that developed since we've moved into this house in the last year. Um, we have this chair. I don't know if you remember when, when you visited, but it was a hand-me-down recliner that was given to us. It was like on its way to Goodwill from a family friend. And we had so little furniture that we took it and it's gone from, it was actually in good shape then it's now it's so, you know how you have a piece of furniture in your house that just grosses you out. There's nothing wrong with the chair. It's just the kids like they lay all over it and they put their yeah. shoes on it. And it like, yeah. I feel like it smells like dirty children. So anyway, <laughs> that's the gross chair. The gross chair will live there until I have something else to put there. But for now, it's just like, it's just there. And they come out, they wander out in the morning, especially Reed and Allegra, the older two, and they'll climb into this recliner and they'll recline it all the way back. And they're just like, they're in that still kind of not totally awake phase. And they'll be like, I'm hungry. And I made a rule. I said, I have a new, I have a new rule. I was like, I'm happy to feed you breakfast. I talked in that episode a couple of weeks ago that I, I'm a pretty good short order cook in the morning. I don't mind helping popping toast in scrambling eggs. Like it's not that at all. I'm happy to serve my children breakfast, but the arbitrary rule in our house is that you can only request breakfast when sitting upright at the kitchen counter and you have to specifically ask for a certain type of food. So you cannot, and the, the ugly chair is only like four feet from the kitchen counter. It's right there, but it's the way they, it was like so rude to me. I mean, they didn't mean to be rude, but it felt so like just rude to lay back and be like, I want breakfast. I'm hungry. <laughs> and so Mother. the arbitrary, and so I will say, I will say now they'll still do it. And I'll say, I'm sorry. I don't um, take breakfast orders from the ugly chair. You need to be sitting <laughs> upright at the counter. From the ugly and, chair. Yeah, I don't, I, I cannot hear breakfast requests when given from the ugly chair. Do you ever like wonder when down. you make, when you make those like, I don't know, demands or requests or whatever. Like, I'm just thinking of the ones about, you know, praise, bring me my quill yeah. and my lap desk or like you, I will not take demands from the ugly chair. Yeah. I just wonder like what kinds of messed up um, <laughs> literature or like movies this, our characters could wind up being in the future because it makes us sound capricious. Yes. You like, like we're petting a tiny dog and saying, yes. mm, I'm sorry. Yes. But I will at the same time, them lounging in a chair, like lifting their feet so you can vacuum under them, you know, yes. going mumsy, yes. mumsy dear. You know, it's the same. Like nobody wants to feel taken advantage of. Nobody wants to feel unappreciated. Um, so yeah, I love boundaries. I just, it kind of makes me laugh thinking about oh, it. it does. And so they'll, they'll slink over and they'll sit in the counter chair. And then the, se- the, the second part of the rule is you have to ask me for like, mom, could you make me a couple pieces of toast or mom? Like what cereal do we have? It's the general I'm hungry. Please solve my problem. That doesn't feel so good to me. And then the fact that it was from the recliner with their feet up was like, nope, we are, we are setting a boundary. So that's the arbitrary rule in Sarah's house. You may not 
uh, make breakfast requests from the ugly chair and it has to be specific. But we did get some other breakfast house rules from listeners. Okay. I want to share one of those, but I just want to tell you that like just the that almost triggered something in me. You saying like the I'm hungry, but not having a specific request. Yeah. As kids get older, I think that gets worse and worse. Like, Mm -hmm. so that is something that my kids have not gotten better at with time. In fact, I think it gets worse until they're like old enough teenagers that they just take the bull by the horns and do it themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just in solidarity. Like there's nothing worse than a 12 year old who (laughs) like you sit there and you give them 17 options and they don't really want any of them. Like it's so maddening. And sometimes very decisive little kids will not be able to decide. Yes. It's like they expect that you are in their head and you know what they want. And like, please solve this problem of indecision for me. Like, no, I cannot. Yes. Well, along those lines, one of my favorite um, from our community, one of the favorite uh, tips that came in was Ariel, who said there is only two options. There are only two options for cereal at a time. I love that because I used to be very much a cereal purchaser. I'm not so much anymore, but I used to have, I used to be someone who would buy multiple kinds of cereal just to make sure all cereal, potential cereal needs were covered. And then the kids would sit there again, like, tur- like the turtle on psychedelics, like staring at the array of cereals being like, well, I don't know. Well, I don't know. So if you just give them two options, it's either, um, what were those peanut butter bumpers or checks, you know, rice checks, yeah. whatever. It's only honey bunches of oats. Or Life. special K. It's yeah. only one or the other. If they only have two, it's amazing how quickly they can decide. Yep. I love that too. Um, speaking of cereal, Amber said in their house, they do cinnamon toast crunch Fridays and try to he- eat a healthier breakfast the rest of the week. Um, I forget when, what other episode, but this is like very, very much a page out of my book, which is treats and asking for treaty cereal, as my kids would call it, treaty cereal. It's like a trigger for me to always be negotiating and asking for it. So I'm just a big fan of something that feels celebratory because they, yay, it's yeah. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Friday. And you but made it. Also, <laughs> you don't have to have the conversation Monday through Thursday. So yeah. I love that. Um, and then we just had, we had a lot of continued um, either decide the night before, decide the weekend before, or prep the night before. So it's grab and go. So just yeah. a continuation for breakfast on that, like do yourself a favor and figure it out before 7 a.m. Um, general theme. So. So Sarah, would treaty cereal be something one would eat in bed while signing treaties? <laughs> yes. With yes. their quill pen? Because now me. I'm like really into this idea of doing a lot of business in bed. Like I feel you like do if, a lot of business in bed. I do, but no one brings me anything. That's what that's the missing piece. <laughs> I need to be lying in bed with my lap, my oak lap desk at the ready, and then my my servants need to come in and bring me my treaty cereal and my assistants need to bring me treaties. Okay. And a, an oil lamp. I mean, well, not to get too personal here, but you have been sharing more about your special man friend. So I presume that on some mornings there's actually like another adult who can bring you, I don't know, hot tea or he's, assist he's with too into his own. He's very regimented in the mornings. Yeah. That's bummer. No. He'll make my tea, but I think that and I think that um, having him serve it to me would feel like like indulging my laziness way too much. I don't know. Maybe I can. Maybe I could get him. Maybe I could get him there. I don't know. He's like up at him, like out the door, like up by six forty five kind of person. So I would almost feel bad doing that. Yeah. But. Well, okay. Well, that's it's you're compatible in many other ways. So we'll we'll just let that. No, one I, go. Just, I just need a I need an assistant. I just need a, a chambermaid. Yes. It's no big deal. Just need a chambermaid. <laughs> no biggie. Just need to travel back in time a few hundred. I need a ladies' years. maid, right? Wouldn't that be my the person who dresses me and stuff? Yes, your aunt, your Anna, your Anna, or your yes, my Anna. I've, I've lost and all I'll of my. I'll confide down- in her all of my <laughs> gossips and things like that as well. Okay, we're getting way off track here, but um, you see what we're going for here, right? Yes. It turns out we can be really productive if. If given, if handed our permission slips on a platter. Okay. Well, let's um, finish this up by talking about physically getting out the door. And we did get a lot of great house rules about how to like, you know, that final push, right? Just like you described with the socks and the, it seems like everything's going well. And then magically there are tears and meltdowns and things that need to happen. So I have to shout out our friend, Kelsey, from the Girl Next Door podcast, Kelsey Wharton, um, who, who, the, the way she wrote this was so funny, but 
You cannot start a project, ask for something to eat, ask me about something controversial like can we play Minecraft today? Can we have ice cream tonight? After we start putting shoes on to walk out the door, she said, why do they wait until the very last minute to ask about these things? So now they know that any requests are non-starters at that time. So once the shoes are on, we're not talking about anything except getting out the door. And I can relate to that one. I can so relate to that. And I so wish that as a younger mom, I had actually made that a rule and not just a reaction. So this is like a totally separate conversation we could have at some point, Sarah. But one of the things that I'm learning from all y'all moms while doing these episodes is how powerful a rule can be in giving you control and not make it feel like you're constantly reacting to the same triggers over and over. And so that would always be a big one for me. Like, no, I'm not answering those questions. And I think it would, it would often come down to me saying things like, are you serious? Yeah. Are you seriously bringing this up right now? Or don't you see that we're on our way out the door? Or like, me kind of expecting kids to put themselves in my shoes. Yeah. And they can't do that. They're children. They're not capable. They're not capable of doing that. But then I was like reacting to them on their level as though they were, as though they were capable of like reading my mind or I was capable of reading theirs. And like, really the rule would have fixed it. So saying like, no, there will be no projects. No, there will be no asking something controversial. We're not changing any rules. We're not going to like come up with a new plan for anything. We're not doing anything besides what we have to do. Right. Right. Um, but I never made it a rule. I wish I had. Yes. Yeah. I I totally agree. Well, how about Katie who says, well, she has two, these are two separate rules and they're both great. Um, one is more of that. They repeat the mantra, shoes, mask, water bottle, shoes, mask, water bottle a thousand (laughs) times. She says, when the lights get turned off, it's time for potty and getting out the door. So again, those, those small visual triggers that like, if you do things, this is a very preschool age thing. Um, cause in preschool classrooms, they're just very ritualistic and kindergarten classrooms. So if you can build those soft, uh, routine markers into your yep. morning, I think it's really helpful for kids. But the best part is she said, also, we don't ask mommy questions when she's backing out of the driveway. Okay. Just- so <laughs> honestly, That is another one on my list of things that I wish I had made a rule, but I think was more of a reaction. Like I'd be like, stop talking to me. I'm backing out. I can't, I can only concentrate. It's kind of like the rule that my kids learned pretty fast that they could never have an interior light on in the car after dark. Like if we were driving down the highway and if they wanted to like have a light on to read, I would always say no, because I can't really see the highway. And that I got that from my parents. They would always I say got I that from really my s- parents too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We can't see that. That's old person eyes. And I was like, well, even when I was 30, I was already seeing how hard it is to distinguish between what's happening inside your car and outside of your car if the light's on. So they just knew not to ask. And if I had said like Katie, we don't ask mommy questions when she's backing <laughs> out of the driveway. I think it just would have been filed away in that same category. Instead, I feel like it was always me being irritable. Like, guys, I'm really trying to look, I I can't, if you're talking to me, I can't see I'm going to run someone over. And it was an irritation, an agitation on my part and, um, a reaction that I maybe could have saved. I could have spared myself. Yeah. So this backing out of the driveway thing is making me realize that we have a lot of listeners doing the school bus thing. And I have never, my kids have never taken a school bus to school. We've always had driving or carpooling, but they're, they're going in a car with somebody. But you did a lot of walking to school and buses. So was it, do you have any memories from the way back time machine, Megan, about getting kids out the door when it was because I would imagine like bus stop time. It doesn't wait for like it, it waits for no man. Socks. Waits, <laughs> waits for no for man. No or child. Here's the sock. thing. Here's the thing about bus times, which here's what I love about my kids taking the bus and why I'm actually kind of hoping to get Clara um, back on the bus this year is because kids learn pretty quick when a bus driver is not going to wait for them and they will rise to the occasion if they know there's no, now that's not to say they've never missed the bus. Of course, they all have missed the bus a a time or two, but the consequences are much harder on them and much more noticeable than if it's like everyday moms nagging because they're one or two minutes late, but Uh still they end up getting to school without much disruption to their routine. If they miss the bus, that's a big deal. And so I have actually found bus riding to solve problems sometimes. When I say that my, most of my kids are pretty good at getting themselves out the door in the morning, those are the ones who got used to riding the bus. Mm-hmm. The bus doesn't wait. And so 
They figure it out because who wants to be the kid who's coming into school? And I would even say, like, if you miss the bus, now you're at the back of the line. I'm not going to, (laughs) like, overextend myself to get you to school on time at the expense of, you know, other people's schedules or something I have to get done or someone, you know, the walker or the one who I have to drive because they live too close for the bus or whatever. Right. Um, you get literally de you're demerited, like you're down Mm -hmm. the line and you might end up at school 20 minutes late and kids don't want that. They don't really mind being one or two minutes late. I've noticed, Yeah. but nobody wants to be consistently 20 minutes late. So I find the bus to be actually a great motivator. It's kind of like that external rule that you don't even Mm -hmm. have to make. Yes. Um, you're not the bad guy. It's just the bus. It's just the the time the bus leaves. Yeah. And there's less gray area about what it means to leave the house. Like in my, in my family, we have this acronym AIS, which means your rear end in the seat, um, but a different word. And it's like, that's the time that your butt needs to be in the seat of the car backing out. We use it not just for school, but we use it for like everything that we're leaving for, because the time we leave, I'm putting using giant air quotes is like, well, is that the time you're putting your shoes on and using the bathroom? Is that the time where you're looking for your permission slip that maybe mom didn't sign because you brought it to her too late? But like, you have to be really clear. So a bus, a bus time is very, very clear. You know what's happening. If the bus time is 747, like, you know what's happening at that time. And I think it can be a lot harder to like agree on a definition of what time we leave the house when it's you and your minivan and your kids. And you know, it's whatever, seven fifty ish. And then all of a sudden right. everyone's yelling. So yeah, I like that. Well, and a lot of, and I truly believe that people who are chronically late, it's, you know, people get a bad rap for being disrespectful or procrastinating. And I actually think what it is, isn't for me, at least when I've been in chronically late periods of my life, it's an over optimism about how much I can fit into two minutes mm-hmm. like yeah. or or like me having an incomplete idea of what it takes to get the job done. So like, yeah. I think um, because I can, you know, be dressed and ready to go at 750, that means I'm in the car going at 750 and I forget that it takes another minute and a half to get in the car, start the car mm-hmm. back out of my yeah. driveway, you know, maybe run back in for my purse if I forgot or whatever, like whatever the thing is. And so there's all, like just not giving yourself enough margin, which really has mm-hmm. nothing to do with it's, it's, it's just like, it's poor planning, but it's more poor planning on like a, like a minute by minute detail level and not so yes. much like the big picture level. Right. It's not and like I don't you overslept. Always... It's just, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like losing track. So that actually sets me up perfectly for the last, um, rule I'm going to share from Ashlyn. And this is like mom after my own heart, because she said, and I have the exact same memory of my kids at this exact age. So she says, my kids are three and five. And this is exactly when I figured that, like, that's exactly the age I figured this out. She said, I've actually found the less time and I have the less time I have in the morning before daycare and school, the better when I'm too ahead of schedule, they start playing and don't want to leave when it's time. And I would suggest, or I would say that I would also start getting overconfident. Mm-hmm. and yeah. start wasting time or like le- being a little leisurely about things if I was too far ahead of the eight ball. So she says, uh, I get myself breakfast and lunches fully prepared before waking them up straight to dressing, eating hair and teeth, then out the door, leaving no time for procrastinating. And I think, I mean, this also depends on what time your kids naturally get up and how motivated they are in the morning. But I think it's important to keep in mind that at certain ages, your kids are not an asset in the morning. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they're a drain. They are drawing from your energy and productivity and ability to get things done. So I always felt like the less time they were part of the whole picture, the better. Like the less they had to do with anything in the morning, you know, the faster it all came together. Sometimes they'd be like kind of sitting in the back of the car looking a little dazed. Like, how did I get here? (laughs) How did I get here? But that meant I could get everything done that I needed to get done and not worry about the procrastination. So I really feel like sometimes there's this idea, if you just get them up super early, it's going to like work out better because then they'll have plenty of time. And I would argue that sometimes you don't want them to have more time because then they're like draining your time. Yes, I totally agree. And I had very early risers and often our one of our biggest pain points was the kids having too much time and then having to figure out like, okay, well, before you can play, you've got to do this or like, Oh, now you're over doing Legos, but did you brush your teeth? And it's like, it's, um, having 
having white space between those must do's is not always an asset, as you said. So I agree, agree. But from the other end where I've never really had that ability to let my kids sleep because they're always up. So that's (laughs) a good one. Um, Okay, well, we got a lot of great ideas. I love this. I'm excited because on Friday this week, it's our Voices interview episode for September. And we're going to be talking with two of our new contributors on the blog side, but they're going to be popping over to the podcast. Ashley is a mom of two, and one of her kids has pretty significant special needs that require her help in the morning. She's also a full-time kindergarten teacher. So two little kids, one with special needs, and heading in to face a classroom full of kinders. We're going to be talking to her about their morning routine in their family, as well as Lisa, who is a single mom, full-time working single mom with four kids. So I think the idea here is just to get a peek in the life of other people's mornings. So we're going to keep going, keep talking about this idea of the morning hustle. Maybe we'll get some more house rules from Ashley and Lisa um, and certainly kind of get a peek at what it's like with, you know, different families that look different ways in the morning. I love it. Well, I'm looking forward to that and listening to that. And again, just thanks to our community for having these amazing ideas. You all are so clever and um, resourceful and so much ingenuity. Ingenuity? Is this one of those words I don't know how to I think ingenuity. I'm going to go with that. And ingenue would be like the girl in like a theater show who's like young and kind of dumb. Yes. So... Anyway, um, that's a conversation for another day. My inability to decide if I want to use like the Michigan accent or (laughs) some made up classy accent that probably isn't. Um, But either way, we will talk to you all soon. We'll talk to you soon. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction, and Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.